This is Sam from the future here. Um, on Saturday, September 25th, at about 18.30 UTC, I sat down and recorded the beginning of this week's Curmudgeon's Corner. What I recorded was about a 15-minute intro, talking about how Yvonne wasn't able to make it. I had uh, decided once again not to you know, go out and solicit co-hosts the usual way that I did because I just didn't feel like it. And that I was once again going to let my son, Alex, who's 12 years old, co-host with me and that he'd agreed to talk about serious stuff and blah, 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 blah. And that, you know, how I was going to do the rest of the show and stuff. And having recorded that intro on Saturday... I was satisfied that my requirement of having one show from every Sunday to Saturday week was satisfied. And I could then go ahead and I spent the rest of the day doing stuff for my wife's campaign and then doing stuff with my son Alex and then doing some other things, figuring I would come back Sunday and record the rest of the show. And even though, yeah, technically I'd sort of slipped over to Sunday, I've done that before, as long as the show was started on Saturday. But when I sat down to edit the show, and tried to put in that first segment. Here is what there was. Yeah, that was short. Let's hear it again. And maybe a third time. Yeah, that was, that was it. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Um, on the one hand, I could consider this as our streak is broken. We had 745 episodes in a row where we had an episode recorded every week for, yeah, 745 weeks because I didn't get that. But no, I refuse. We have not missed that week. <laughs> that fraction of a second of static counts damn it and i don't know what i did wrong i i, I all the rest of the show was recorded the same damn way i must have like inadvertently stopped the recording or something right as i started i have no freaking idea i thought it had gone through completely and i didn't check it anyway regardless this is my replacement intro, and God damn it, this will count as the Saturday, September 25th episode of Curmudgeon's Corner, even though that original intro, that original 15, 20 minutes, whatever the hell it was that I recorded on Saturday is gone now. <laughs> because apparently it just wasn't recorded properly. My bad. I suck. Anyway. Enough about that. Let me repeat the meat of what I was in that original intro. Uh, mainly, look, this is going to be another show with my 12-year-old son, Alex. And and look, I had, I considered, I, I seriously considered doing what I've done before and recording an entire solo show with just me and then putting all the Alex stuff at the end. But frankly, by the time I am, I've had this really busy weekend and then this whole intro thing got me all flustered. I don't have time. It's already Sunday night. I got to get this thing done and out. And the idea of like me recording my solo thoughts for 90 minutes and then editing everything else together, uh, is, you know, stressing me out. So <laughs> you will get the Alex version of the show. Uh, I will be talking about a movie. Um, we will be talking about pandemic stuff, including trends, uh, Alex getting his first, uh, uh, vaccination shot, um, Alex's thoughts on school starting up. And, uh, then I will talk in the end a bit about the Eastman six point memo on January 6th and the Arizona audits and stuff. And a lot of that is just me talking about my opinions and stuff with only the occasional Alex interjection. That last segment doesn't have hardly any of him because he didn't really have an opinion on that one. Um, so listen, if you want, if you don't listen, I understand, but, uh, it's, uh, you'll, you'll have sort of some of me talking about stuff. I, it, it, two movies, actually two movies that I talked about, not just one. Um, but, uh, you know, anyway, 
bottom line, it's not a normal me and Yvonne show. If that's what you're here for, uh, yeah, you're not going to get that today. Um, but if you enjoy the occasional bantering by my son, Alex, uh, take a listen. And there is a, a decent amount of me talking solo through this whole thing because, you know, he's, you know, he's 12. He, in, he, he's got a few parts, but unlike, I, I just want to say, I know I'm rambling here. I'm sorry. Um, unlike previous Alex appearances, he does not spend 20, 30 minutes just trying to get you to subscribe to his YouTube channel. He actually is responding to us talking about the movies and the pandemic and the other stuff. Uh, so you get that and the occasional promo of his YouTube channel. Cause you can't have none of that. Anyway, I, I have talked way too much. That's it for this cold open replacement intro thing. That static anchors me in the proper week. So this is the podcast that officially was recorded in the week of September 19th to September 25th, 2021, um, on September 25th. Uh, even though everything except that little bit of static was actually recorded later. Oops. Anyway, the show will be out around the normal time. And now, here's Curmudgeon's Corner. Alex's fun podcast is starting, and I hope you enjoy it more than normal Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. Is it still recording me? Yes. Okay. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner, and today I have overthrown Daddy, and I am now the host, and he is now dead. So what? Today is zero five ten fifteen. Um. So anyway, let's get to the show with topic one. It was it was some sort of movie. What what was it? Horse Pride. Yes, yes, it was that. Um, Daddy lied about what happened, so I hate it. Next, so, next, next was pandemic. Um, the pandemic is uh, very bad, and it kills people. So if it didn't exist, that would be better than if it did exist, which it does. And next topic. Was blah 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 something blah blah blah, um, and I have no idea what that is. So, um, those are all of our topics. We'll be back to the outro. We'll do the outro after a break. Um. Anyway, we're not doing anything. Anyway, back after this. Do do do. Hi, my name is Brandy Donaghy, and I'm running for Snohomish County Council in District 5. Our county is made up of many vibrant communities, and I will work to ensure that everyone is as strong and self-sufficient as it can be. For more information or to get involved, visit my website at brandyforcouncil.com. I'm Brandy Donaghy, Democrat for Snohomish County, and I'm asking for your vote. Paid for by Friends of Brandy Donaghy. Do, do, do. Welcome back to Curmudgeon's Corner, and we're outroing it. Dad isn't allowed to cut this bit out because it has bad sound audio. Because it's my mini-show. Any- I, I mean, he, Dad's dead. I'm editing this podcast. Anyway, so, well, I am Alex Emzula on YouTube, um, and I hope you enjoyed the- the show, um, um, follow me on Twitter, subscribe to me on YouTube, all of that stuff, and, uh, see you next week. Alex is fun. Podcast is ending. Daddy's dead now. I should probably do something about that. Anyway, back to the uh, show Dad wants to do.
Okay, we are back. I have my son Alex with me, and it's been, you know, I, I mentioned that I was going off to do campaign stuff for my wife. I had, did that. I did some stuff with my son. Uh, it was late. We went to sleep. I did more campaign stuff with my wife. I'm back now. So even though officially this show is recorded on Saturday, September 25th, um, it's now actually already Monday the 27th UTC, but it's really Sunday night still U.S. time. I know none of you care. So why do I even bother saying Do you care about this, Alex? No. Anyway, anyway I, I mentioned uh, that I didn't know exactly what we would be talking about. I have some things in my head, but we would just see what happens. Uh, it, if I forgot to say, and maybe I didn't forget to say, but you can always look in the show notes. I, I put down what we actually end up talking about and what time, so you can jump around to topics you're interested in. Anyway, Alex, I, I thought, since he's here, and I've been doing one of my books, movies, etc., every week, almost every week lately, that I would do the next one on my list because it's one I actually watched with Alex. Um, it was... The Corpse Bride, which was a 2005 animated movie by Tim Burton's like stop motion animation stuff. So let me start. Alex, what did you think of The Corpse Bride? Well, you lied about what was going to happen. It, it, well, explain. What did I say was going to happen and what actually... Uh, spoilers, by the way. If anybody hasn't seen this movie, there might be some spoilers here. Go ahead. You said... Someone was going to die, and then they didn't die. You know, because I was kind of guessing what was going to happen, and I was wrong. Yes, you were. So what was The Corpse Bride about? A corpse. Who was a bride? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would say that, yes. <laughs> so... Okay, so the summary, I guess, was there was this guy, he was about to get married, it was an arranged marriage, whatever, and he, the night before his wedding, or to prepare for the wedding, or something, he went out to, I forget, what was he doing? He, he went out for something, and he was out in the in the forest outside of the town, and he wished something about getting married or something, and this hand reached up out of the ground and pulled him in or something. What? what, what, what yeah, you know, I watched this. I wa I watched this stupid thing back in June, um, and I say stupid thing. I'm actually going to end up giving it a thumbs up. I enjoyed the movie, but I don't remember all the details. Okay. Alex has brought up the plot on Wikipedia. Well, Do you want to read some of this? Well, I, I brought up the whole page. Yeah. I, and apologies, I keep turning away from the mic because of the way Alex and I are sitting and the volume levels may be inconsistent. You, you know, you don't care. Okay, uh, Alex, what's the plot of the movie? Read, read it. Read some of this to read us. Read the plot so you can figure okay. out what I, actually happened. I have to turn that. around so I can... Okay, the microphone is going to sound all different. Different! Hey, you know... Different. We, we we could sit so we're both sort of in front of it. That might work better. Um, no, no, Anyway, okay, plot. I, I, yeah, uh, anyway. Uh, in an unnamed Victorian... Uh, oh, is this is a musical accompaniment for the plot? In an unnamed Victorian town, Victor Van Dort, the son of Nouveau Riche fish merchants and Victoria Everglot, the abused and unloved daughter of impoverished aristocrats, prepare for their arranged marriage, which will simultaneously raise the social class of Victor's parents and restore the wealth of Victoria's family. Although they fall in love instantly, the nervous Victor ruins their wedding rehearsal by forgetting his vows and clumsily setting Lady Everglot's dress on fire. <laughs> Fleeing to a nearby forest, he practices his vows with a tree and places his wedding ring on an upturned root. However, the root is revealed to be the finger of a dead woman named Emily, who rises from the grave, claiming she is now Victor's wife, and spirits him away to the land of the dead. And anyway, hijinks ensue. Um, 
And uh, there's this whole thing between, you know, the, the families and, who, you know, who is, who is the guy going to end up with, the dead one or the living one, and uh, how's this all going to go? And, and, you know, I, I, had, I had fun. It was, a, it was a good movie. Thumbs up. It, it, Alex, I know at one point I predicted incorrectly who was going to die. Yeah, you know, I what was I? I figured the wife was gonna die. The one he was supposed to marry was gonna die. I didn't think it would be a love triangle. Love triangle between triangle. the two living people wait, and wait, the wait, dead wait, one. Wait, wait. I thought the living real one life. would die, and real then he. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Alex is holding a triangle made out of a straw right now. Um, but I I figured the bride was going to die and then there'd be drama associated with that. But that's not what happened at all. It was a love triangle. So Alex has been mad at me ever since for lying to him about what was going to happen. When, in fact, I was just speculating. I'd never seen the movie before. But that's not what you told me. I told you I'd seen the movie before? No, you told me this was going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I guessed wrong. Okay, so what did you think? Did you like the movie? You watched the whole thing with me. When you really hate something, you tend to leave. Uh, it is... Um, one second. Uh, um, oh. It was... Oh, okay, God. It was... It was, um, great, apparently. It was, apparently it was great. And I loved it, because, uh, sure. Alex was flipping a bottle cap or something in order to decide what he thought about it. Apple sauce cap. Apple sauce cap, right. So you loved it. You liked the movie. I gathered you liked the movie from the fact that you actually stayed and watched it with me. Uh, sure. Okay, so anyway, I guess that's the beginning of the show where <laughs> Corpse Bride, um, I, you know, I, th- there's a whole series of these. Oh, I shouldn't say they're a series, but like this is like a yeah, I, I, like Nightmare Before Christmas, and there are a few other things like that. Christmas. I re- Christmas. I really like I I really like Nightmare Before Christmas. This is okay. Have you viewed that one is already? No, what's it, wait? Was this one a musical? Did it have songs? I completely forget if it's, if it was a musical with songs. I, th- I think it was. Was it? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. I think, it, you know, like, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas, I, of course, it was a musical. And, you know, and there's like songs that, like, from this, for this one, like, the plot stuck with me. But obviously, if there were any songs, I don't even remember. But I feel like it's the kind of movie that needs to be a musical. And I kind of... They they sang, right, Alex? Did they sing in this movie? <laughs> Do you remember if they sung, or does that also slip your mind? I remember. And so what's the answer? Did they sing? Was this a musical? Sure. Uh, okay, with, with, with Corpse Bride out of the way... Wait, do we want to do one more movie before we move on to another segment? Because the next thing on my list, you watch with me as well. Does that make it this longer? No, it is all going to end up the same no matter what. Okay, then sure, why not? Ow. Okay, so one more movie before we move on to other things. We actually watched it the day after the other one, June 21st, 2021. And that is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. From 1991. This was the second of the Bill and Ted trilogy of movies. And Alex also watched this one. Um, What did you think of Bill and Ted 2? It was horrible. I hated it. Okay, tell me me what you remember about Bill and Ted 2. Um, Nothing. Okay, he's being helpful here. Um, Bill and Ted 2, uh, for those of you who don't remember, was a, a, a sequel to, to Bid, 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 Bid and Ted. Ted. 
<laughs> was a sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where they had sort of a time machine and they went back and they got historical figures and there was some nifty time travel stuff and blah, blah, blah. This one, the people, somebody from the future comes back to stop them from you know, forming their band and that's going to define the future, blah, 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 um, and kills them. Well, they, they oh, uh, spoilers again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, set, they send back robot versions of them to go back and kill Bill and Ted. They successfully kill Bill and Ted. But then, like, we end up following Bill and Ted in the afterlife. Uh, you know, and they they go to heaven, they go to hell, they meet they meet the devil they meet god i guess they meet god i think it's god they meet some aliens at some point and then they somehow come back to combat and fight the robot versions of themselves um thumbs down you know i i, I can't remember what i gave the original bill and ted i think i gave it Somewhere between a thumb sideways and a thumbs up, sort so of like thumb I, diagonal. Yeah, I don't know. I which can either mean in between, mean okay and bad, or in between okay and good. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, you know, the original Bill and Ted, I felt like didn't really hold up that well, and but was still, you know, had sort of that nostalgia factor, and oh wow, it's Bill and Ted, um, and. It was worth watching. Bill and Ted 2. I, I just... I didn't like it at all. Then why did we watch it if you didn't like it? Well, because we're working our way through the Bill and Ted's. We're going to watch Bill and Ted 3 soon, too. Now, I've heard good things about Bill and Ted 3, so we'll see. I've heard some people say it's better than the first two. But I have no idea. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I, I just... The second one, I I kept sort of looking back and forth at my wife, Brandy, who was also watching with us, going, I can't believe we're watching this. This is so stupid. This is like garbage. And it's not even funny. Like, they're intended to be, like, funny. Like, these are sort of humorous movies. And at least at the first one, I did laugh a few times. This one, I'm not sure I laughed the whole thing. It was just bad and stupid i mean they were trying to make jokes but they were stupid jokes <laughs> and um and so alex you 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 like tossed a thing to determine your opinion again but you you did not like this movie uh yes yeah he keeps tossing you know having you participate this way does not work very well unless you're going to contribute with your actual opinions and thoughts this is my actual opinions and thoughts. Okay. Anyway, that is enough of movies and media. Uh, we will take another break. Um, we will come back. We will come back. We will be back after this break uh, with some pandemic-related stuff. Uh, back after this. <laughs> for the test, Dracula? I'm ready, Frankenstein. Then let us begin. Creepy Classic celebrates the classic horror and science fiction films from the silent era through the 1960s and retro TV horror from the 1950s to the 1970s. Visit creepyclassics.com for all your classic video needs. And when you buy something, tell Ron that the curmudgeons say hello. Okay, we are back and it's time for pandemic stuff. The first thing, as I always do, is just trends. Both the U.S. and the world, I usually start with the world, but both of them basically have peaked uh, in terms of deaths per day average and are heading back down again. Uh, on a worldwide basis, last week when I talked about this, it looked like it had stalled out for a little bit and might be heading back up. Well, it hadn't completely flatlined yet, but the rate of decrease was decreasing, and so it looked like it might be about to bottom up and head back up. But no, 
it started heading back down quicker again. So that's great. That's good. Um, so both U.S. and world um, are heading down from peaks. Uh, and uh, so that's a good trend, both in cases and in deaths, actually. Um, so we'll see if it stays that way as we head into colder winter. Colder winter? Colder weather in the northern hemisphere. Um, but that's where that's where it is. Um, so I did want to talk to Alex about this one particular thing. Um, so you recently turned 12, and that meant you were eligible for the vaccine finally. And you have now had your first shot. So tell us about that experience. My arm hurts. Still? Well, not anymore, but it will in a couple months. Well, when you, when you get your next shot? No, it will in, in a couple months. Won't the it? The original oh, right? shot will hurt in a couple months. Why? Because that's what always happens. You mean you, you, get, you get the injection and it hurts a little while, then it stops and then it hurts again later? It hurts for a few days and six months later it hurts again. That's what your experience has been with previous injections. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird. I wonder why that would be. I've told you about it before. Yeah, it's still kind of weird. But that's just a little bit sore at the injection spot. And the Band-Aid missed. <laughs> you mean they put the Band-Aid on the wrong spot after they gave you the shot? Yes, the sticky part of the Band-Aid was on it instead of the, like, Part that's actually supposed to help. Hmm. Okay. So, then, but, like, was it as bad as you thought? Like, it had been a few years since the last time you got a shot. Frankly, like, and you're 12 now. Like, it was way different when you were, like, I don't know, six or seven or whenever the last round of uh, vaccines for everything went through. And I, I remember, you know, when you were little you were, like, terrified of the shots. But now, as a 12-year-old, you're fine. I mean, you still, like, didn't particularly want it, but you sort of realized what it's for, and you tolerated it. Is that about... Am I am I stating this correctly? Mm. Mm. No. Okay, then explain to me what Wait, the right no, story down is. is. Yes, yes, yes. You did it right. No, no, yes. So you yes, either you did it correctly. So, did you have thoughts around? Like, there are a lot of people who don't want to take this shot. What would you have to say to them? Um, I agree. Explain. I don't want to take the shot either. Okay. Because it's painful. Right. But you're probably talking about they don't want it because they think it's stupid. Yeah, like yeah, like not you did. It's painful. Now, obviously, like as a twelve-year-old, you didn't actually have much choice. Like, you know. If you'd said you didn't want it, we could have still made you take it and probably would have given what's going on here. But, you know, you'd actually expressed that despite the fact that it was painful, you wanted it. You were like, you know, you didn't want to go to school until you were fully vaccinated. Well, I didn't want it. But? But you forced me to. And it was a good idea. Why? Why was it a good idea? Because it's safer. But it would be better if we just didn't have to worry about it anymore. I'd rather than have that. But since that isn't the option, that's a option. And that's the next best thing. Because obviously I don't want it. Because if I want it, that means that... I'd also want COVID to exist so I could get it. So, because if COVID didn't exist, it wouldn't have been invented. So, if I don't want it, 
that I don't want it because is I would want it if it existed. But if it didn't exist, that would be better because it would probably mean it wasn't a problem and they weren't rushing to figure out how to make an effective one. Wait, I'm I'm so confused now. What about rushing to make an effective one? Rushing to make an effective vaccine. Well, they succeeded in that, right? Yes. I mean, they. But, but do you think it was really rushing? I mean, they were trying to do it as quickly as possible. Yeah, I guess that's but, what rushing means, yes. right? But rushing also implies they're not being careful, and yeah, they actually they were, were very careful. They were also being careful. But, so if I don't want it, that never would have happened. Okay, because I'd want it if it existed. Okay, and it, so if I didn't want it, that means it didn't exist. And if it didn't exist, that means COVID probably wouldn't have been a problem in the first place. Okay, I am all tangled around by that logic. So let's move on. Um, the the other thing that we're doing, um, and I think I've I I mentioned this on the show before that we were working with the school district. We we basically got you a doctor's note that says because you are at risk because of a variety of conditions, uh, including your asthma, your autism, a couple other things. Well, no, I guess those are the main things. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was saying a couple other things, but that implies they're I, – I, I don't know. Anyway, um, we got a doctor's note that said uh, we can keep you out of school until – you are fully vaccinated, which will be at the end of October. So about another month from now. Yeah. Um, what do you think about all that? Like, what are you upset that you're not going into school in person right now? No. No. I hate in-person school. Okay. Well, tell us why. It's stupid. Why? Why is it stupid? As it is. So. And, yeah. And I guess I'm not going to in-person school for a while. Well, a month. Like, no, a really long while. Why? Because in a month, the school will already be co closed because of COVID again. You think so? Well, so far, your school is doing pretty good. I was looking at the the numbers earlier today, and they release numbers every Monday. So these numbers are almost a week old. But so far, your middle school has had no COVID cases registered officially at all. That's good. So now it may or may not stay that way, right? It won't. It, it, it really no, won't. Why are you convinced that it won't? Because, well, so there are people, okay? Mm hmm. And as we saw when we went there, they didn't seem to have very good ventilation. Like what kind? And, of, what kind of things about the ventilation? Well, I don't know. You're the one who said it. Um, <laughs> and and okay. So vent ventilation wise, and, my my concerns were basically that when they talked about ventilation, the only thing they really said was that they cleaned the vents. Whereas what I was hoping to hear were things like we've made sure the number of. Uh, air, what do they call it? Air turns, air cycles, or whatever. Anyway, the, the number of times the air gets replaced per hour, we've made sure that's fairly high. We've increased the the capacity of the, 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 the AC system to do that. And, oh, by the way, we'll keep the freaking windows open for additional ventilation. We've added some filtering, or, or maybe not added, maybe confirmed that what they had was already good. I don't know. But I heard absolutely none of that stuff. Uh, and I was like, at least tell us you're going to open the windows. And no. Um, and, and that's what my concerns were about ventilation. Because we now know that ventilation is one of the most important things. Yes. And also, another thing we saw, we didn't actually see it, we just turned it, that we'll have masks during lunch, which makes sense. Because yeah. you can't eat without masks. Wait, the other way around, I think. <laughs> you can't eat with a mask. Right. Um, and then there's also the, um, they hadn't moved the tables far apart yet. Oh, and they said they were going to keep the kids at least three feet apart. Even though the floors, like every six feet, said stay six feet apart. Right. They're like, 
We'll try to keep them three feet apart when possible. Well, you know, one thing that they have done since we visited your new middle Is the school. Moves, they moved the tables farther away from each other? Well, they're actually, what they're doing is they're... They just smashed the tables and uh, um, no, demolished they, the roof they to get are, better ventilation. They are changing around the school schedule to allow for smaller class sizes, which presumably Ooh. is so that people can sit further away from each other. Good. So they're adjusting all kinds of schedules and Good. moving people around, um, presumably for Good. exactly that purpose. Good. Now the whole the whole thing with the ventilation versus the six feet apart and all this kind of stuff is that what we now know is essentially three feet apart, six feet apart, nine feet apart. That number doesn't really matter that much. It's really the ventilation and the air exchange that matters because yeah, but it, it still helps. It, yes, it still helps. No, absolutely, it still helps. Further away helps to a degree because if you are in a room without good ventilation, you could be thirty feet apart from the other person. And if you're stuck in that room with them for six hours, by the time you get to the end of that six hours, if that person was infected, the room is going to be full of COVID anyway. Yeah. You know, because it just builds up over time if you don't have the ventilation to take it away. And that's, and, and masks also but help there, I'm pretty sure but the would. longer the time limit, I'm the less it matters. Sure, I'm pretty sure it would also be um, much faster before everyone in that room has COVID if they were, like, two inches apart. Yes, probably. If they were... I, I mean, like, the, the difference is, if you're close, if you're close, another person has COVID, and they cough, and you're nearby, you're going to catch a whole bunch right away. And, and that's why it's good to be further apart. But if you're stuck in a room together with low ventilation, then after a few hours... It all gets mixed together anyway, because that's one of the big differences now that we know that it's it's airborne and not just droplets. It doesn't just fall to the ground. It mixes around in the air. And so, like, if you're masks, no masks, whatever, after some amount of time, uh, it's just all in the air. And that's why the ventilation is important and comes into play it comes into play as well. Okay, so you because of this stuff, you're convinced they're going to have an outbreak anyway? And, and I'm not. I'm not so sure. I I would not be surprised by an outbreak, but one key difference is that I hope there isn't. The, yeah, I hope there isn't too. That unlike some of these states in the South that are taking no precautions whatsoever. Un, unlike some of these places that are taking no precautions whatsoever, your school district is trying. They may not be doing everything that we would hope they did, but they are trying and they are doing a lot and they are thinking about it, which hopefully will lead to a better result than some of these places that uh, are doing nothing. And frankly, even with the places that are doing nothing, there's a good deal of luck involved as well in terms of, you know, some of them, you know, you, you, you get the right kid infected in the right classroom, they spread it all over the place. But if you get lucky, you might still be okay anyway. And of course, kids your age and younger, the the risk is actually pretty low. Like you, you're at risk uh, because of your asthma. So you have a little bit higher uh, risk profile. But for the most part, kids that catch COVID get over it in a few days. Uh, as opposed to getting really, really sick, for, going to the hospital and dying. For I'm not the saying, most I'm, part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For, for the, the most, most part. part. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It does happen. But it's it's much rarer. Basically, the older you get, the more risk there is. And kids are at the lowest risk. Well, wouldn't, like, babies be at the lowest risk? Babies are kids, too. No, they aren't. Ba it's babies, kids, then adults. What about teenagers? Those are kids. Teenagers are kids? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. big kids. Yes. <laughs> um, but babies are not kids, too. I, I'm pretty sure babies are kids. No. I mean, not in the baby goat sense <laughs> yeah. of the word kid. Well, in that case, yes, they are. But with humans... 
Kid starts once you're no longer a baby. Gotcha. What about toddler? That's a kid. Okay. So a toddler is a kind of kid. A teenager is a kind of kid. What kind of kid are you? A um, good kid. Oh. Remind me what you did earlier today with one of the dog's treats. Um... I microwaved it for 15 minutes. And what happened when um, that happened? It, Its insides burned and turned into charcoal. And what happened to the air in the house? Uh, smoky. Yeah. Mom didn't say no one. I said I was going to try putting in a super bar for longer. They're supposed to be microwavable, so they expand when they get small. Yeah. I was trying to make one super big, but it burnt up before it could get big. Maybe I should do it for like 10 minutes instead. Uh, let's let's just avoid that experiment for now. I, th- I think mom had enough with filling the house with a burnt cheese smell and um, – making everything smell like smoke and cheese and worried that if it had been a few more minutes, you know, we might not even have a house because we could have burned down the house. And we won't have any dogs. Of course. And we won't have any mom. And we won't have any dad. And we don't only have me. We wouldn't have any Amy. We wouldn't have any... Mike, you wouldn't have any fish. You don't have any fish anyway. Because they all died already. Yes. Did anyone check on Mike after the smoke? We should check on Mike. Yeah. But he's low enough that the smoke probably rised all above him. Right. Do-do-do. A note from the future. Mike the Blue Town Skink is doing just fine. Do-do-do. Okay, so um, anyway, with with all of this, what what do you think about? Uh, so what I was getting to is that because you're staying home for the next month, basically you get to. Well, I I was gonna say miss a, a month of school, but that's not really true because the school the school is basically treating it the same as a kid who had a serious illness and had to stay out of school for a while while they were recovering, if they were going to the hospital or they had to stay home or whatever. Um, And so they've assigned a tutor to you to meet with you several times a week to sort of keep you up on your schoolwork, make sure you have the necessary assignments, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you met with them for the first time on Friday. So what did you think of your tutor? I hated her, except for the part where she subscribed. Oh, she subscribed to your YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. That part was okay. Now, why did you? Why do you say you hated her? And, and she will probably Damn. be listening to this, so you tell her why you hate her. <laughs> she made me do work. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that, that's why I hate you. Oh, that's why you hate me as well? Yes. Anyone who makes you do work? Yes, and you refuse to descriptionize for me while I'm doing the work I have to do, making it so we have to cut it really super duper duper close. Like you could descriptionize it fully while I'm working, but just not give it to me until I complete all of it. Okay. Like you could do that. Why don't you do that? Because you hate me. You do hate me, too. Yes. So I basically told him I wouldn't cooperate in helping him put out his YouTube videos. He basically does almost everything himself, except he wants me to watch them and write, like, a one-paragraph description for each one. Also, I think you have a um, thumbnail coming up. And do some of the thumbnails, although he does most of them himself. Um, And I told him, because he's got... You know, basically the tutor gave him some stuff to do that has to be done by Tuesday. And where I told him he had to do an appropriate amount of it, one third each day, um, you know, before I would cooperate with him. And he was really upset because he had to do his schoolwork before I would cooperate on fun stuff with him. 
Okay. Is there anything else you would like to talk about in terms of the pandemic, school, anything like that? No, I want this podcast in soon. Okay. So I was actually going to say that um, we'll wrap this up now, and I will I will record a separate section on the, no! the Eastman no! Six... No, I will do that with you. You, you. Yes, I will. Stop doubting me. Stop doubting you. Okay, so I won't end the podcast now, apparently. Correct. Well, I guess we're not stopping now. We will take a quick break, and then we will be back with something else. Back after this. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Hello, this is Joey Neural. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day, they just pick the articles differently. This week on Random Wiki of the Day, you will have heard this summary for George Barry Washington Memorial. The George Barry Washington Memorial is a monumental funerary sculpture located on Arkansas Highway 149 north of Earl, Arkansas. It is the only major funerary sculpture in Cretendon County, and it commemorates the life and accomplishments of the Reverend George Barry Washington, 1864-1928, an African American who was probably born into slavery, but ended his life as one of the county's largest landowners. Washington's grave site is on a low mound in an open field on the east side highway 149. Two elaborately carved stone piers, 3 feet, 0.91 meters, in height, flank wide steps leading up to the monument. The monument is a marble statue of an angel 5 feet, 1.5 meters, in height, mounted on a column of marble block 6 feet, 1.8 meters, high. The memorial was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1994. That's it. See? Fun, entertaining, and educational, right? Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. Okay, we are back for one more segment with Alex here. Uh, and this one should be interesting because my intended topic is the Eastman six-point memo on what to do on January 6th, the Arizona audit, and other related things. Um, what do you know about those, Alex? Uh, it's name. It was something about East, something about Arizona, something... About audit. Mm-hmm. So something about memos. The first thing is this Eastman memo that came out uh this week. Um I think it was first reported September twenty-first by CNN, but then other people had it. And then there was actually uh Eastman himself released a more detailed version of this later, but the initial thing was a two-page memo that uh, John Eastman, who's a conservative lawyer who was working with uh, President Trump's legal team uh, between the election and January 6th, uh, put out talking about the January 6th scenario, which basically laid out the plan they had to steal the election. Um, so the, the six-point plan, uh, basically, uh, point number one, was to have the vice president, when presiding over the joint session, uh, would begin to go over the ballots like he's required to do. But when he got to Arizona, step two, he would announce that they had multiple slates of electors, so he's going to, de so he's going to defer the decision until after the other states. Um, and this is a break with the procedures laid out in the um, Electoral Count Act, uh, which Eastman says he believes is unconstitutional. This is not, by the way, a view that's wild, that's widely held by anybody. Um, and then at the end, after going through all of the other states, 
he and and announcing disputes in six other states along the way, he announces that because of the disputes in seven states, there are no electors that could be considered valid in those states, which means the total number of electors appointed is 454 instead of 538. Um, and therefore, the majority needed would only be 228, and there'd be 232 for vice, and there'd be 232 for Trump versus 222 for Biden. And then Pence announces that President Trump has been reelected. Um, and then he goes on to step four that, you know, the Democrats would, uh, of course, object. Um, so Pence says, okay, then no candidate has achieved a majority and we send it to the House of Representatives. And the House of Representatives, when they vote in this kind of scenario, votes by state delegation, not by number of representatives. So even though the Democrats at that point already had the majority in the House, because the House members were sworn were sworn sworn were were sworn in a few days earlier, um, the Republicans control twenty six of the state delegations, so they would win there as well. Then he does a step five that. Assuming that the Electoral Count Act is followed and they get the objections, the two houses break up, they said they would not allow the Electoral Count Act constraint on the debate to control so that um, Ted Paul, eh, Ted Paul, uh, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, etc., should demand that the normal rules, which include the filibuster, um, apply to that debate rather than the, the strict rules under the Electoral Count Act. Um, and that would produce a stalemate that he argued would then give the state legislatures more time to weigh in to potentially support alternate slates of electors. Um, and his point six is that the main point there is Pence should do all of that without asking permission from the joint session or from the court or anything and let the other side challenge it in court. Um, and th with the anticipation that the court would not want to get involved and would just, you know, say, we're not going to decide on this. And then, you know, Trump would be president. Um, so all of this basically results in a plan. You know, this was the plan. January 6th insurrection aside, the plan was to, to do all of this to use questionable interpretations of the procedures that are supposed to apply here to have Vice President Pence just do stuff to throw out the election results in states that they, that didn't go Trump and, um, and declare Trump the victor. This did not happen because Mike Pence refused to do it. And one of the things in the Woodward book that was described recently was that he seriously looked into it. He asked some people. He was asking around, can I do this? Um, and according to the Woodward book, of all people, it was uh, Dan Quayle, uh, George H.W. Bush's vice president, who told him, no, no, you have no latitude here. This is done. Don't even think about it. And then Pence didn't. But if, if Pence had actually tried this, I mean, with all the chaos we already had on January 6th with the insurrection and everything, if Pence had already tried this, imagine the chaos that could have happened. Because it really is unclear what happens at that point if he'd tried that. Um I, you know, and I'd like to think that there would be enough uh, of the congressional Republicans, you know, Romney and those folks who would not go along with this to make it not happen. But it, it would have been a total crisis, uh, well beyond the crisis we already had. In addition, there have been some um, some interviews in the last couple of weeks that came out in terms of the insurrection itself that they felt like it they were hoping that the house and senate would not come back into session that night and that would also just give them more time 
for mischief elsewhere. Um, and yeah, so like, I, I think we keep seeing how close what happened in January was to going completely off the rails. Um, and yeah, I mean, th there's, there's a lot of sort of people, well, you know, look, everything ended up working the way it was supposed to and blah, blah, blah. But the, the danger there seems, you know, the precedent for this for next time, what it shows is if you had had only a handful of people go the other way, regardless of like the sort of elite interpretation of what is or is not constitutional, what is or is not legal, what is or is not the right way to operate. If, if Vice President Pence had gone the other way, we would have been thrown into complete chaos. If some of these uh, election managers at the state level, like uh, Secretary of State Raffsenberger, or however you say his name, in Georgia, or that one... Um, uh, the one person in, I forget, it was Michigan or something there that could have uh, voted the other way. If, if you just had a handful of people not behave, you would have had, at the very least, lots of chaos there. And and the the MAGA folks out there apparently have just taken the message from that to, okay, Let's prepare for next time by making sure the people in all of those posts are complete loyalists who will do this crazy stuff. So, anyway, that that's where we are. Alex, what did what did you think of all that? What? What? I think it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I figured. Okay, and uh, the other bit um, is uh, is the the, the other. The, okay, ah, okay that, yeah. The other bit is uh, we finally got the results from that like pseudo audit thing in Arizona. Um and oh, yeah. the pseudo Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Um, and here's the bottom line that first of all, in terms of actually like sort of recounting ballots and stuff, not only did they conclude that Biden actually did win, um, they actually found a greater margin for his win than the official results uh because they you know they, they found some more of biden votes and they didn't find as many trump votes and so in, in that sense it completely backfired. how did they find less trump votes than before they must have thrown some away i, I don't know i don't think it was that but um the, the, the thing is um First of all, they all of this effort, all of this time, they were unable to find anything that actually made any sort of difference to the election. Um, but that's not entirely the point. I've heard a number of people on the MAGA side say, um, why are all the liberals opposed to audits and recounts and blah, blah, blah? If they're right, it's just going to show it's right. Okay, well, there are two reasons in this case. First of all, nobody is opposed to serious audits and recounts by qualified people at the appropriate times in the process or even afterwards, like after the election in 2000, where Florida threw everything into chaos, um, there were years of academic studies going back and digging in to exactly what the situation was in Florida and to figure out, well, who really would have won if we'd continued counting according to, you know, Various different sets of rules about how to go about counting. And nobody objected to that. The problem here is that the group doing the checking was A, highly partisan, highly biased, coming in right away with a conclusion they wanted to get to, and also incredibly unqualified. They had no idea about how most of these things were supposed to work. And the, the, like 
despite the final conclusion being, well, actually, it does look like Biden won, they still said, well, the real conclusion to the audit is how broken these processes are and how nobody can trust it because there are all these errors and discrepancies and things to worry about. Now, most of these things that they brought up, then when they actually asked the experts, you know, there were clear answers to oh, this is normal because X, Y, and Z happens. Um, like, uh, you know, or, you know, yes, this is this is an error, but it's the kind of trivial discrepancy that happens in every election ever because you've got a human process with human beings conducting it and, you know, people make mistakes sometime, but it's not a nefarious... Sometime. Sometimes. Yes. And people make... And people make mistakes sometimes. And, you know, so you you get a little thing here or a little thing there, but they balance each other out because they go in multiple directions and they're small and the numbers are tiny compared to the margins in the election. Now, obviously, the closer an election is, the more those things could potentially throw the, the winner one way or another. Um, and so you do want to minimize those, but that's what the professional election people work on all the time. But it's n it's not going to be zero. Um, but, you know, there, there were things like they brought up um, the, num the number of duplicate envelopes was increasing over time. And what's up with that? And like as soon as the, the report came out, the people who actually managed the election were like, oh, well, that's because when an envelope comes in improper you know, with... When an envelope comes in with something that wasn't done quite right, before it is even counted, we try to contact the voter and have them fix whatever was wrong with it. And once they fix it and send it back, it counts as another envelope received and it counts as a duplicate envelope received, but it's only counted once. You know, it only gets counted once it's been fixed and sent back in, but we received the envelope twice and that's why there's a duplicate. And so this was a matter of like not even being familiar with the standard process that the election administrators followed. And all you had to do was ask. And, you know, in some cases, you know, and there were a lot of examples like that where the fact that they included it as a matter of confusion was simply because they didn't understand the process. That's it. Um, and so the you know, the point, you know, and their report emphasized all of these things. Like, there's, there's doubt because of this. There's doubt because of that. No one can trust this because there's this thing. And when you actually look at it, no, 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 no. Those are all, like, either explainable or trivially small and normal in election processes. Um, but they're touting them as the reason that you can't trust elections at all. And we've got other states doing this. It looks like Pennsylvania is going to do this. It looks like Texas is going to do this. There are others potentially looking at it because now they've shown this model of, you know, the, the purpose of this exercise was not find out what really went on in the election. The purpose of this exercise was to spread FUD, which stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt, for those of you who are not familiar with the acronym. That's that's what this whole thing was about. It is to undermine faith in the election system. It has nothing to do with actually understanding the truth of what happened in the election. Um, and so, there you go. Okay, Alex, what are your thoughts on the Arizona stuff? Well, uh, um, the duplicates duplicated and then there were duplicate duplicates right okay and with and that they're spreading like fud fud yes food. they're spreading food. okay and that is it i think we have a show that's it that's it
Electrographs. Yeah. Anything. For, for all the information on how to contact us on the show, subscribe and all that stuff, just go to curmudgeons-corner.com. You'll see all that information. Plus... Yes! Our, now shut up! Plus our shut Patreon, up. plus shut our up. archives. No, plus it's time to end. Everyone, subscribe to me, Alex, if you, but only if you like my content. And, and, and I have been publishing regularly, and let me finally draw this smiley face. Okay, say goodbye. Goodbye! No, 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 don't blow it out. I can't use that. Yes, you can. Okay, say goodbye. Again? Why? Because I couldn't use that last you one. Can. Say goodbye. Why can't you use that last one? Why can't you use the... Boo. Say goodbye. Why? Why say goodbye? Because we're at the end. Goodbye. No. For real. Okay. Bye, everyone. We'll have a normal show next week. No, Bye. we won't. Yes, we will. No, we won't. Okay. Bye.